Hello and welcome back to MBA Mature by Accident. Shashwat Vaccine Gina Sasso here for another fun-filled, educational, and entertaining episode of our joint podcast. Hello, Gina. How are you? Morning. It's very cold here in Connecticut. Um, I think we're having one of our coldest couple of weeks, so it's been mm. chilly and more snow coming. How's uh, Chicago doing? Yeah, it's about the same. Single digits. Nobody wants to go anywhere. People. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I feel uh, very uh, disappointed in myself because I woke up this morning all ready to go out and run, and then I went outside and was like, yeah, not today. Yeah, wind chills a little too much. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, today was one of those days where I was like, all right, I need to go back inside. Uh, yeah, I think that was a good move. Good yeah. move. Yeah, it was a good move. <laughs> no frostbite for today. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I also, I'm not one of those people who wears, a tr there are people who run with trash bags on and stuff, right? And uh, I'm not, I, that's not like my, just, we're good. No, I think, yeah, that's too much. Yeah. A <laughs> little bit, a little bit. Not, not training to be the next, uh, I don't know, Anthony Joshua or somebody. So we're no, good. No. We're good. Well, but, to jump yeah. right into it, we have a guest this week. Awesome. Um, we have um, Ron Armini with, with us today to talk about um, his arm wrestling um, journey, and he's been doing it for a very long time, and he has a couple of world championships under his belt. So, Ron, welcome. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. Do you want to give us a little background about you? Uh, I live out here in Connecticut as well. Um, I work for a concrete company here in town. Um, been arm wrestling since uh, 1988. Um, that's uh, pretty much it in a nutshell, I guess. 1988. What was that first kind of encounter with arm wrestling, and how did it get started? What was the what, what put you in that direction? Um, basically, uh, you know, kids in high school or whatever. You know, some friends of mine. We, you know, arm wrestle on the, you know, desktops or whatever, and. Heard of a tournament in town there. We decided to go, and I wound up uh, taking first place in my very first tournament and um, at 165 pounds, but we'll never get down to that weight again. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, yeah, so that tournament basically started me to where I am today. Ron, so in 1988, and I'm not don't need to ask your age but let's say what so you were in you were in school right yeah. in high school uh what year what year were you in high school uh 1987 oh that's when you graduated high school i graduated high school in 1988 okay, okay so right so you so you were about it so you were a junior senior in 88 were you an athlete as well did you wrestle did you play football was it like was there something about the the bodybuilding that was happening where you were trying to do? Um, no, not really. I mean, I played baseball, soccer, stuff like that. But as okay. far as arm wrestling, no, we just did it as fun, you know, in school, out, outside of school. And, uh, you know. And then you just randomly came upon a tournament. Randomly came upon a tournament. We heard about it. I went. Uh, a couple of my buddies, they backed out because I don't know if they got scared. They were probably what. scared, yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Me, you know, I'd, I'd like to try new things, and I went, and like I said, I wound up taking first place, and the guy that was, uh, his name is Badger Drews, that was running the tournament, um, asked me if I would be interested in joining his team, Granite Arms, up there in New Hampshire, and I did, and that's, uh, you know, that's how it all started. 
So you won first place in your first competition that had to give you so much momentum to want to keep doing this. I mean, if this was this was an organized event and you took first place, I can imagine that that gave you all of the inspiration to keep going, right? It, it, it did. I mean, I was kind of shocked that, you know, especially where these guys that were in the tournament as well have been in arm wrestling for quite some time and I didn't really think I would have a chance. And uh, so, yeah, that motivated me, you know, taking first place. Uh, I think I only lost one match that day. And um, so, yeah, so I continued, you know, with the training and stuff and, you know, I've won some national titles and, you know, so forth and so on and state titles and stuff like that. So kept me going. So how different is it? <clears throat> let's start. Just let's talk about your first experience, because I'm so I'm so interested in this, as I was telling you before we started recording, mostly because when I think of arm wrestling, I think of. Two people, not just men, but two people sitting across the table who are like, I'll show you, right? So they right. put one or they put, so are you right-handed or left-handed? I'm right-handed. Okay, so they put their left hand palm down on the mm -hmm. table. This is just how I think of arm wrestling. And mm -hmm. then and then they, they, they clasp the, the hands and somebody holds their hands together and then says go. And then you obviously, whoever hits the other person's, um, the, the back of their hand on the mat first wins, right? But right. then in, in the actual tournaments, you've got like a lever, like not like a lever, but a handle you're supposed to hold on to. And right. then there's this little table where people are like grappling and you're moving. I mean, what was that experience like where you went from, you know, somebody's desktop, their desk table to an actual legit tournament where there are rules you needed to learn? Was it just, uh, did it just come natural to you? Was it just, you just happened to have brute strength you weren't aware of? What was what was the big thing that sort of uh, changed between backyard arm wrestling to tournament? Yeah, so it was it was definitely different going from a desktop yeah. to a regulation arm wrestling table where you have a seven inch by seven inch pad, uh -huh, and okay. so like if you are going right handed, you take your left hand and you grab the peg that's I think it's like five or six inches tall, whatever it is, and they have what's called a uh, a pin line. Mm -hmm. um, so basically, and at that time I had no idea. Yeah, sure. Know, techniques yeah. or whatever. So it was basically, like you said, all brute strength for me back then. And little do what did I know back then that you know guys were doing all these crazy things with my hand and you know twisting my hand. I'm like, what is going on here? So it was just basically for me, it was like all basically side pressure. I was just pushing right across, but. As time went on and training with Badger Drews, I've learned so much with, you know, pronation, supination, um, you got your top roll, you got hook. It, there's so many different um, things that I've learned over the years that it, it's not all about brute strength. It doesn't matter the size. I mean, I've seen a 155-pound guy beat like a 350-pound guy. And it, it don't matter. You can go to the gym seven days a week, pump iron, whatever. It's all the training for arm wrestling is nothing but table time. You got to have a lot of table time for training. And is that how, so when um, your coach decided to bring you onto this team, is that what you did? You went and practiced with a team? Exactly. Yep. They, he had a group of guys of probably about 20 men and women. Um, so that's when I started to learn, you know, different techniques, you know, with the top roll, the hook, um, um, all, all different things to, you know, go forward and instead of just brute strength.
Yeah. What's the, what's the training regimen look like once you got into the professional ranks, right? Once you started to become ranked and you won your state titles and what does that training regimen on a daily or weekly basis look like for you outside of what I assume is, you know, uh, curls? So, oh, so you mean like, what do I do basically? For yeah. 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 Or what, like what were you doing at that time when you were a, a nationally ranked, you know, regularly competitive arm wrestler? Uh, to be honest, I was basically Not doing me. nothing. I love it. You got out of bed. And you just <laughs> I, to this day, I've never really lifted any weights. For oh my God. <laughs> He's just that strong people. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I may have picked up a dumbbell here or there, but yeah, sure. Like a lot of these guys, they will go to the gym and uh -huh. they will pump iron, you know, for like yeah. seven hours a day or whatever. Right. Right. Me, for me, it's just, all about being on the table and you know working my weaknesses and my uh -huh. strengths and stuff like that so that that's basically how i train for arm wrestling i mean i just imagine ron the, 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 you've got guys who are just drinking you know raw egg shakes like they do in rocky yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just straight protein whey protein and raw eggs and then doing just bicep curls all day long and here you are just not even you're just like who goes to the gym yeah, yeah. whatever <laughs> but that is interesting that table time really does make or break you being a, a good arm wrestler right to have the different techniques and to master the different techniques and i think a lot of people like my 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 i was thinking hey you've got to be able to lift weights to be able to do this but really i think it's more about the technique and being able to kind of match your opponent and be able to react to how your opponent is kind of their style is that right 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 i mean don't get me wrong going to the gym does help because you can do a lot of um exercises in the gym to help you with arm wrestling i mean there's so much you can do in a gym you know um but again i, I just I don't know. The gym for me, I just don't have the time for that. <laughs> so I'll just, yeah. you know, I mean, I do have a uh, a weight stack and I kind of like bring my table over to it sometimes and I put a, a, a hand grip on it and I will, you know, act as if it's, a, you know, another person on the other side of the table or whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, nine out of 10 times, it's uh, mostly, yeah. you know, different hands on the table from my team and stuff. And that's uh, how I uh, how I train. So walking in here, you know, it's not just one trophy that you've won over the years. It's a wall filled with yeah. trophies uh, and titles and all kinds of competitions you've been a part of. Yeah. Can you tell us, you know, this obviously we talked about your first time, but now let's talk about the different competitions you've been a part of. What are some of your favorites? What are most memorable moments? Um, things like that. Um... Yeah, so obviously my very first tournament, I still have that trophy from 1988, five pounds, first place. Um, and then, you know, going forward, um, you know, a lot of state titles between Maine, New Hampshire, Mass, Vermont, uh, Colorado. Um, I guess for me, I never really entered like a lot of nationals to qualify for Worlds. Um, just probably in the last 15 years I have. Um, so I'm very proud of like 2006 when I was out nationals in Denver I wound up winning um, I believe it was second place which qualified me for worlds in England so I went to England nice. in 2006 ranked ninth um, in the world in the world in yeah. the world and then <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
mean? <laughs> and then um, was that a most... pinch me moment? Was that a pinch me moment? Where it was. Like, I can't believe yeah. this is really happening. Because that that was you know being in the sport as long as I have up until two thousand and six, I had never gone to a Worlds. Right. So I was kind of like blown away with the setup and the different countries, the different people there. I mean. Yeah. Uh, the arm wrestling is like one big community, one big happy family, you know, a lot of different people. It's great. Um, so, yeah, I was I was just um, I was in shock, yeah. you know, and then moving forward to like another 10 years because again, I didn't compete a lot at nationals. I went out to Lake Tahoe in 2017 and wound up winning four national titles, which qualified me for Budapest, Hungary, uh, went out there. And wound up taking third in the world. Insane. <laughs> That's so, insane. And, you know. Do they but, give out belts, Ron? Do they give out, like, championship belts like they do in, in WWE? Or you can just uh, get a huge, like, They give out massive trophies. You should see oh, these nice. trophies <laughs> that you are got, downstairs. Get, <laughs> get some big trophies. That, yeah, like, nice. for worlds, you'll get medals. Nationals, you get medals. Yeah. Good-sized medals and stuff. Yeah. Um, but there are a couple of different organizations out there as far as for arm wrestling that they have what's called a PAF belt or whatever. So there is an actual belt out there for yeah. certain organizations. That's, that's what we need. We need you to just get one. Just... <laughs> I know. I, I've been I've been asked a few times to take on their 198-pound uh, guy, but I'm not quite ready for that. I got you. <laughs> I'm still... I'm still, you know, I'm getting old. I can't hang with these young guys anymore. I, I get it. Because I feel like you still do a pretty good job I on try. the table. I try. Um, how did your How did your friends and family sort of react to the fact that you not only won your first tournament, but then this spiraled you into this, not spiraled you, but skyrocketed your professional arm wrestling career, right? Like you've been doing this now for decades. Has it been something where people are like, oh, that's cute until you started to win trophies? Or was there people, you know, were there people who just supported you? Your uh, I definitely, you know, had family support me and, you know, yeah. and friends. But like a lot of times when you talk to somebody and you mention arm wrestling, they're like, yeah, Is that really a thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, so and then you start showing the trophies or videos and stuff like that. And it's just like they're, blo they're blown away. But yeah, I've definitely had a lot of support um, and especially with my wife and uh -huh. you know the family uh they're very very supportive uh you know friends gina i mean she's very <laughs> supportive um she actually watched me at worlds back in september on, yeah. Uh, yeah it was stream so i mean yep i did so um you went to worlds this year i did uh yep 2021 in september down in orlando yeah and um and we we watched you take yeah. the title yeah i finally got my world title down in orlando <laughs> Back in September, on my birthday. On his birthday. That was birthday. the best present ever. <laughs> All of his friends and family were live streaming from home, screaming that he got the title, and it was just—it was a yeah, great moment. It was awesome. It was a really great moment. Uh, I, I mean, there's just no, there's nothing you can say. <laughs> awesome. Like, how could you not be just in awe of that, right? Just some. I mean, your story is. So incredible, Ron, I think, because this isn't something you even started to try, you know, like you never set out for this, mm -hmm. right? It's not like you're the little kid who then had to bulk up to then do this because you're, you know, somebody uh, was rude to you in high school. Like that didn't, you know, that's like the <laughs> little, uh, little story of, yeah. 
the typical <laughs> yeah. story. You just you just happen to fall into it, and now the fact that you're legitimately a world champion is just incredible. Yeah. Uh, uh, which I, you know, unfortunately for all of our future guests, Ron, that's a high bar. <laughs> Just saying. Tune no. <laughs> into our podcast next, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Actually, we actually, I think we know who's coming up next, Gina. That that person will, they'll yeah. be all right. They, yeah, they'll, they'll be okay. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Our next well, it's something to live up to, you know, at least for well, all yeah. of our guests. Like, if they could at least have one world title, yeah. in whatever they do, that'd be great. <laughs> something in something. Um, if I'm interested in in doing this, Ron, what are what are some tips? Like, I'm, you know, we're in our mid 30s. It might be too late for my me and my arm wrestling career, but no, if it's I'm, not. it's I, never it's too late. I, I, I'm 52. Oh, I mean, okay. and you just won your first world title, so I got. I'm yeah. good. Let's go. Yeah, plenty of time. <laughs> Perfect. And if I don't have to pump iron, I'm, I'm even. It's even better. Yeah, see, see, it's guys just like you. Just need the you. table time. Yeah. You just need the table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, it's guys like you, only 32 years old, that I'm, I'm afraid of on the table. Yeah, true. You, you know. True. So. So what's yeah, what's yeah? What's some advice? What would you tell people about uh, their buddy? I mean, yeah, I mean, if you ever really wanted to get into it, might uh, like. A lot of guys that contact me to train with me, they basically start Googling arm wrestling. They find yeah. videos, whatever, or they try to find local teams or, you know, whatever in, in their town or city that they live in. And that's basically how they jumpstart their uh, their career, you know. And you and so, hold um, training sessions at, in your home? I do. I have a, uh, I have a team uh, called the Connecticut Armbenders. Um, we train, well, right now I've kind of closed training for the winter, but uh, normally it's every Tuesday night from six o'clock until, you know, whenever, pretty much. Um, I had a group of girls and guys of about 25 at one time, but now they're all kind of like, I think because when COVID hit, yeah. a lot of people just kind of like, you know, start doing their own thing at home or whatever, but I still get, you know, a few guys religiously to come over and stuff. So, you know. Is the sport any different in the uh, female division than it is in the male division, or is it basically the same? It, uh, well, I tell you, uh, the female division is starting to get a little bit more than mm. what it was. Uh, there yeah. wasn't a lot of females, uh, but now there definitely is, and uh, I'm afraid to pull some of them, to arm wrestle okay. some of them. <laughs> Watching them at Worlds, I would be too. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> they are very, very strong. Very strong, mm -hmm. very strong. Very strong. Yeah. Uh, do, do they have, have the any crazy injuries? Yes. Unfortunately, I've seen one too many. And not oh. just at a tournament. I've actually seen it here at my house. Oh. Um, I had a girl a couple years ago break her arm, unfortunately. Sure. I can't imagine. Are the so I, another question about the the women's division because I understand, you know, in things like um, MMA and wrestling and stuff, they have different weight classes. Is it the mm -hmm. same, or have they have they capped the participant weight class in the females at like lower weights, or do they allow for up to heavy weights the same way they do with with the men? So it's basically like you know MMA or whatever. Yeah. You know, sure. there is definitely you know weight classes for the females. Um, I don't know exactly their weight yeah, class. Right. Well, yeah. Sure. yeah, but yeah, they, there's different, you know, weight classes for all females. 
It's interesting. I feel like at this point now, I mean, there are many women that I wouldn't want to arm wrestle uh, to save my life. So we've gotten to a place where there should be an opportunity for them as it were for the men, which is great. How long are you going to continue this, Ron? I mean, you just won your first world title. You're in your early 50s. Can you keep doing this for the next decade plus? Are you going to do or do you at least have to go back next year to retain your world title or defend your world title? Is that I, I would love to go back and, you know, uh, defend my world title. It all depends mm-hmm. on, I mean, I already know where the Nationals are to qualify for Worlds. It's out in Texas, and yeah. Worlds for this year are going to be in France. Okay. So it's all going to depend on, you know, a couple different things. But, sure. uh, yeah, I would definitely love to go and uh, defend my title. I mean, otherwise, uh, you can just retire on top. I think now's a good time if you were ever going to leave. I definitely could, but... <laughs> You know, I, I think I, you know, I, I know, I know this guy, his name's Norm Devio out of Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been arm wrestling, I don't know, probably about as long as I've been alive. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's close to being, I want to say he's right around 80 and he's still going out there in arm wrestling. That's what I like to hear. And That's awesome. Let me tell you what, this guy, I have, I've, I've locked up with Norm Devio yeah. and I have a hard time trying to beat him wow and he's only he's only a 154 pound guy and a lot of times i'm walking around around 200 pounds at a lot of these terms you know so we need to get norm devio on here i need to hear this guy's story 80 years old he's out there still competing man absolutely one thing i did still have your team i think so yeah. yeah 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 Yeah. You would still help them. I would still definitely help them, you know, train them. And, you know, obviously, uh, you know, if they go to a nationals, I, you know, yeah, go with them and, you know, help them along. Give them a support. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Which would make sense. You would just retire from your own competitive. uh, Right. Competitive, you know, opportunities. Uh, One question I did have that I was thinking about. So you're right-handed. Is the strategy Mm -hmm. different if you are competing against other right-handed uh, competitors versus left-handed competitors does that matter to you like or do you only compete with guys who are also right um it, it doesn't matter i i actually compete with both okay um, and it's basically all pretty much the same you know what i mean mm. um whether i mean a lot of guys that i've pulled they say they're naturally left-handed but their right hand is off is uh, a little bit stronger than their left like mm-hmm. take for instance when i was down in worlds my right is normally my dominant hand, and yeah. I only took sec. I only took second place at Worlds with my right, oh but my, my oh but my left <laughs> is the one that was dominant that day. What are you I saying? Went under, I went. I, <laughs> his right only made second, and his left made Worlds. So let's just the, 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 left, <laughs> the left went undefeated that day for yeah. my world title. Yeah. Goodness. So, yeah, so first and second. <laughs> so you, I mean, at this point, you're competing ambidextrously, right? So you're not just a, you're not solely. Yeah, I'm not just. Yeah, I'm not just one. I'm both. Yeah. <laughs> Ron, let us let us never meet in the street. Can I just say? That? <laughs> I'm gonna start training for arm wrestling. I Yo, let's do it. I would love to follow that. Can we? Let's do. Let's keep track of that. And you're home in the summer, Shash. We're we're training. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I got we'll the tables. <laughs> yeah, perfect. We'll go to Ron's house and we'll best of three. Yeah. Yeah. Best of three. <laughs> that's, that's tremendous. 
I'm just, I'm, I can't, I'm just, uh, I'm still in awe just of how this whole thing has come about for you, especially given that it's not the case where you're actively having to, to think about it all day long. Like you get on the table, you do your stuff, and the fact that you are now a world champion is incredible. So first of all, congratulations on Thank that. You. Thank you. In September. That's really great. If people are looking for you, Ron, if they're interested, because obviously we don't only have people listening from Connecticut, but if you're if if we have people listening from outside of the New England region, how can somebody get a hold of you if they're interested not only in your story, but um, hearing more about an opportunity to, to get into this themselves? Yeah, they can, uh, you know, contact me through uh, Connecticut Armbenders. I do have okay. a, a site, I believe, or, yep. you know, they can find me on, on Facebook at, you know, okay. Ron Armini. Um, sure. And, uh, yeah. That's awesome. Last question for me. I know this is obviously, so you're you're a professional, right? You're a world champion. Is there a lot of um, sponsorship in arm wrestling? Is that a big thing? Or are we, uh, are we, are we nah, not getting at the same level of? Of Dana White and all his boys. Yeah, no, it, it's uh, it's tough to get sponsorship for something like mm -hmm. that because a lot of people don't recognize wrestling as like a true sport. Sure. Per se. I mean, we've even tried to get it into the Olympic uh, Olympics, but the Olympic Committee doesn't want nothing to do with it because they say yeah. it's not a very interesting sport. Yeah. But um, so as far as like sponsorship, very tough. Uh, like for me, what I normally try to do like when i went to budapest i had this huge fundraiser raised oh, money and i right. uh, sold some you know team usa shirts to help so there's different ways but yeah sponsorships tough to come by sure no that's awesome um it's awesome that you were able to get the support it's not awesome that you know organizations yeah. are not interested in supporting you uh mm -hmm. you would think especially now as you walk around with uh, these i'm sure six foot tall trophies in your house you should be able to get somebody to support you or, or the world title right. yeah, yeah you would think you would think the world title you yeah. we, we need to get a we need to get one of the sign businesses in the local area to put up a big sign for your front yard world champion lives here like it's not that yeah. i think that i actually can make that happen i think <laughs> 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 and once they find out what you're world champion on uh, or uh, for, Ron, nobody's going to mess with you anyway, right? Like nobody's Yeah, gonna right. Be, uh, it's like a home security system. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs ADT? I am an ambidextrous world champion. In Bring it on. Bring it. No, that's awesome. Ron, this was tremendous. Uh, very appreciative of you sharing your story. Uh, cannot be happier for you and all, all that you've been able to accomplish in this uh, career that is still ongoing, and, and congratulations on being the reigning world champion, uh, which is so dope. Um, I'm I'm just so jealous. I, I can't even. I can't. <laughs> you too could be a world champion. I, I that's that perfect. Perfect. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here. Uh, Ron Armini tells you, you too can be a world champion. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, again, thanks, Ron. As we move into our uh, next segment of NBA in the News, I know Gina, not only did she have our guest for today, but she also had the news story. Go ahead, Gina. Kind of a somber story. Um, I think we were joking last week how hard it was to find some good news in the, in the news this week, but mm -hmm. uh, 
This one kind of hit home. Um, it was um, an article in People magazine about Bob Saget and how people were kind of gathering for his funeral. So the title is Bob Saget's Wolf House co-stars, famous friends come together to pay their respects at his funeral. And it basically talks about his funeral and how all of the people you would think um, were coming out and kind of making their statements. Um, this kind of hit home just because Full House was such an important part of my, my life growing up. And um, now my kids' life, right? Because with Fuller House, they love that show too. And um, it just was was a shock, you know? It was a shock to have somebody that you kind of grew up with as like the family dad to kind of pass away. And um, it, it hit home. And to see all of um, his friends and co-stars come out and pay respects was was really nice and um, and just kind of a way, a good way to kind of pay him homage, I guess. Yeah, you know, it's interesting about that. For me, uh, I didn't watch the show very much. I think my sister, Richard, probably watched it a little bit more than I did. Um, for me, I think the part that hits home is that you're starting to see that we are now at an age where the people that we watched growing up aren't indestructible, right? They're, right. They are characters that were played by real actors. You start to understand the humanity behind the television uh process and then these people are now of course being lost to whatever they're being lost to um i i probably felt similarly i know i felt similarly when uh, james avery passed away right. um james avery who played uh, uncle uh, uncle phil on the fresh prince of bel-air because that was a show that i really loved and so you and he's just one of those examples of people that you watch growing up that were you never knew you never knew this person you didn't ever meet them they didn't know who you were couldn't care less about you but like they played a role in your life right, and so exactly. that loss right that loss still still means something um and bob saget is just another of those characters or the actors who played a character that that did touch a lot of people's lives um and we're definitely at that age where it's going to happen more now and it almost makes you feel like we're yeah. so much older than we actually Absolutely. are and I think finding out things of, you know, how much he was trying to raise money for different causes has come mm -hmm. out in, in his, um, you know, after his death. And yeah. um, I guess his um, sister died young of, of a disease called scleroderma, I believe it's called. And he was a big um, advocate for that. And he raised a lot of money for that. And I guess one of his last interviews was um, for this cause to raise money. So, you know, if, if anything, you know, let's let's kind of donate to the cause and and kind of leave a legacy for him just because he did play a big part in all of our lives yeah i think um he probably in his in his post full house career probably got a little bit of bad uh, he got a little bit of a bad rep because his humor was dark right he i, I remember I feel like he did that on purpose though to kind of balance out the i'm not just the guy that's yeah, like, yeah it's possible <laughs> you know it's possible <laughs> But yeah, and then yeah, why wouldn't you, right? Yeah, you want to show that you're a multi-dimensional uh, actor as well, or a comedian Absolutely. as well. You're not just the the aw shucks dad on TV. Um, and it's definitely going to be this case where this is not. This is just going to be one in the next, however many. Um, I know Ron obviously gave his age earlier. Ron, I'm sure this happens to you all the time, right? Any you know character people that you watched uh, or followed uh, on TV. Or now on streaming services where you're like, yeah, I grew up watching that guy or woman or whatever, and now they just 
holy crap, that person was 60, 70, 80, 40, 50, 60, however old they were. Uh, that must happen to you all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy, man. It's just, you know. Especially now. Especially now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't well, imagine. Yeah, well. God sag it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. For all of the people's lives that he touched in the, t the, the television world and the comedy world. And then all the other things he did that nobody even knew about. Right, exactly. Yeah. But interesting. All right. So our moments of the week. Uh, my moment of the week was that Vivek started to crawl. This Woohoo! I was hoping that was yes. going to be your moment it of the week. It is my moment of the Yay. week. So, Ron, I don't know. You're, you're probably not uh, listening to the escapades of my son every week, but I've got um, an eight and a half. I've got an eight and a half month old son. Oh, Thank you. Thank you. And he is now on the move, which is like a tremendous experience for anybody who's a parent. Uh, we didn't ask you, Ron, but I, I don't know if you're a parent or not. Um, but the idea that you then watch your, your child start to move or crawl away from you is great and terrifying at the same time. And, again, <laughs> <laughs> and then you yeah. realize how many death traps there are. Yes. In <laughs> That's exactly, I mean, we and we already started to have that conversation about buying baby gates and yeah. proofing the house and how many uh, uh, wall socket coverings do we need and then yeah. stand up and then you've got this table corner and this thing and well, now he can climb on this thing and jump, right? Because why wouldn't he want to jump? <laughs> because why wouldn't he jump? <laughs> totally. This is exactly well, even that little jumper thing he's been doing. I know. I, well, at least at least that's enclosed, right? He can bounce all the <laughs> But no, so he has started to crawl, which was great. It was the best part about that, I think, uh, was that both Devi and I just happened to be in the room. Oh, that's um, lovely. That's lovely. Like really, yeah. He was actually going. The night before, we sort of knew. The day before, we sort of knew it was happening. And then it was just the case where, like, in that moment, uh, both of us were were able to be there, which was awesome. It was um, it was a great it was a great experience, and one of those things where if we didn't work from home, if COVID wasn't happening the way it was, if all the situation wasn't you know that way, it would have been something we would have missed, of course, because I would have been traveling, Divya would have been at the office by that point. He would have potentially uh, started crawling for a daycare or a babysitter. Right, exactly. um, but the fact that uh, we were both there for that moment and were able to then capture some of that for ourselves was really great. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Um, How about you? My moment of the week also is parenting related. Uh, Maya lost her first tooth. And mm -hmm. it was a big deal in the Sasso family home. Um, it had been wiggly for probably far too long and was very much very close to coming out. And we have she happened to pull it out herself on video, which was great. To, <laughs> we awesome. have that moment to be captured. <laughs> um, she was really insistent that we try to catch it on video. So yeah. um, we got that. We we're we're here. She pulled yeah. it out herself. She was super brave, and um, the tooth fairy was good to her. So so far. Uh, parenting level two, I'd be like, I feel awesome. like that's where I am now. That's awesome. <laughs> now that they're losing teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First of all, I love that the tooth fairy was good to her. And second of all, I would tell you 
her level of excitement when she had that tooth in her hand. <laughs> I shared the video with I, you. Yeah, I've seen, absolutely. I've seen, this, I've seen this video. The, her level of excitement when she realized that, oh, my God, I have my tooth in my hand. Was... <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you Raptor, Rob. That's great. In Ron, I don't know how you didn't hear her excitement. No matter where you live, there was a moment where you probably, you probably looked up. Yeah, That's possible. That was her. But it was very, very fun and exciting. And, you know, it is, it is cool. And I, I mean, we're sort of in this now, but it is cool that we as young parents can sort of document all of these different things because these are the things where our parents generation feel like well you didn't take out the camcorder in time right like we we just bust out like we just bust we just bust out our phone real quick and they're like cool here we go we have it and it's it's there forever which is great because we'll always be able to whether it's via crawling or maya losing her teeth you know or macy just being her regular old self which is always entertaining Anyway, um, yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's entertaining in itself. Yeah. In her, just in her normal personality. So. Yep. Um, yeah, that's it's cool. It's cool. How about you, Ron? What happened this week where you're just like, man, I have to be mature. This is so interesting. Anything happen? Uh, I have a moment every day. I, I try, I try. <laughs> It's a real adulthood right there. That's all you had to say. Real adults. So I'll just leave it like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly correct. All right. <clears throat> well, as we wrap this episode, I know we wanted to wrap with um, some quotes as per usual. So go ahead, Gina. Okay. So mine is winning is a continuous effort. Just like a game of arm wrestling, you keep applying strength and pressure to prevent losing. The time you stop, you lose by Akia Matthew. So I think that was interesting because like we heard today, you kind of have to just keep keep pushing, keep pushing. And the moment that you let, let up, you're going to lose. And I think that that's a message we can take with us for, for everything. If you keep keep at it and keep working on whatever it is that you want to do, you will, you will succeed. So mm -hmm. I think that was a, a good quote for today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. There's so many, I was looking at this and I was thinking, okay, champion quotes, and there's so many people who have said uh, something or other about being a champion, which I think is hilarious. Um, but inevitably, I feel like one of the goats of championship is Muhammad Ali. So I ended with Muhammad Ali. Um, and so Muhammad Ali's quote says, if my mind can conceive it and my heart can believe it, then I can achieve it, end quote. Um, you know, it's interesting that uh, for, I mean, we talked about Ron being a champion, right? This is, it's, this is not your everyday. Uh, a lot of the champion athletes that we would follow or think about as being athlete champions in their sport only do that. And for Ron and, and other people like him to not be only arm wrestlers, but also have so many other things like a, a daytime job that are happening at the same time also mean that not only does he have to go and do the sort of every man work on the during the day, but then also put in that additional time, whether it's Tuesdays or Saturdays or table time on Sunday mornings or, you know, whatever lifting on Wednesday nights. Like it's about putting that mindset to say, okay, I've been so close. 
I came in ninth and I came in third and then my right hand was second, but goddamn, I'm going to win it by my left hand. Like whatever it was, whatever it was, that was clearly the mentality, which is, it's what it's all about. And I just, um, I mean, there's so much to learn from people who are not getting paid millions of dollars, who don't have all of these high end equipment and, you know, training and, and regiments and coaches and all this stuff. I mean, I, I, you know, Ron is like the, the best example of somebody who just fell into it and then dedicated his his mind to make it much more than a hobby. And now the fact that you're a champion, Ron, is something that nobody's ever going to be able to take away from you. And that's just awesome. So thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, now that we've chatted, Ron, let me tell you, you're going to get as much support from me as I possibly can give you. Right there. <laughs> If there's one great thing about Shash is that he's the biggest cheerleader for anybody <laughs> ever. <Okay. laughs> That's awesome. Absolutely. Me, me, me and the dog in the background, you've been trying to quiet this whole episode. We knew Bella was going to make a cameo yeah. at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Right at the it. end. We were right like, at oh, the end. Well, right, that was a perfect time for her to bark, right? I'm like, we're talking about being There's a Ron, Ron's, biggest, Ron's biggest cheerleader. And Bella's like, yeah, me too. <laughs> She was getting jealous, I think. Well, again, Ron Armini, we can't thank you enough. Congratulations on everything you've been able to do so far in your career. Uh, you will definitely have uh, fans and supporters going forward. Uh, in case you didn't have enough, you'll have more. <laughs> so, um, can't wait for us to also then live stream your next world championship. Uh, Absolutely. Can't wait. Awesome. Best of luck, Ron Armini, on behalf of him, on behalf of my wonderful and lovely co-host, Gina Sasso. This was Shashwat Baxi for NBA Mature by Accident. Ladies and gentlemen, we out. <laughs> <laughs>